0: Shalom Obrachorub, the Misekas Babakamatav Kuf Tes discusses cutting off a branch to retrieve one's beehive and similar cases of Tanay uh, Bezdin like that. We have a new Mishnah discussing buying back one's stolen goods. When there is a shame Geneva Beir, what qualifies as a shame Geneva, forcing the guy who bought it to sell it back to you. We discuss collecting from a Ganev. Versus the Leikeach who bought it from the Ghana. We discuss Tekonis We have to pay the guy who had bought it. When buying it back from him. And then collecting that money from the Ghana himself. We discuss saving spilled honey. Taking advantage of Hefker, Tuma. Our bandits coming and transferring your Tumas and Maeseris. Onto the item which is about to be lost. And we discuss uh, mine megulim on the way now we had said that you're allowed to go into your neighbor's property and cut off the branch which is now hosting your beehive and just paying back for that branch and the bracer says that there's a Tanai bezdin they allowed to go into a friend's field cut off a branch to save your beehive another Tanai bezdin that if you pour out your wine to save your friend's honey which is worth more then you can take the value of your wine from his honey Sacrificed wine. So too, if someone drops his wood to carry someone else's flax which is worth more, he can take the value of his destroyed wood and compensate that from the piston which he had saved. And this is all because this is it was all, all of these tonight were on the condition that Yeshua conquered Eretz Yisrael. That's what Eretz Yisrael is for. In the next mission, we learned that if someone recognizes his stuff or his farm in someone else's house, and everyone knew that he had the, he had his farm, he had his stuff stolen, there was a shame Geneva Beit Year. So he can swear to this guy that this thing is on your shelf. I, I'm sure you bought it from someone and you paid for it, but wherever you got it from, it was stolen from me. You can then pay him and take his item back. But if there's no shame, Ganeva Bayir, then he has no power to make this guy sell him back his item. Sire. The Gemara says, just because there's a rumor in the city, why does that mean that his item was actually stolen? Maybe he started the rumor. the Marav says, no, there were people in his house running out with his stuff. And he yells, the middle of the night, ah, these guys stole my stuff. The Gemara says, yeah, okay, but maybe he made that up. Maybe there was no one actually running out. He was just screaming and starting rumors in the middle of the night. So if Kahana, said said the name of Rav that the case was where there were people who dug a tunnel out of his house. They tunneled into his house and they were cr- crawling out with these sacks on their back. And now everyone is saying, "Oh gosh, his stuff was stolen." Okay, but who says that his that there were that his farm were in those bags? Maybe it was just stuff. So now he's trying to claim a safer. There's no shame on the safer. It was just they were just sacks. Tzurvchi ba'abba says, because the rumor was that there were also svarim in those bags. Uh, maybe they only stole sm- small svarim and he's now claiming a massive shas. Tzurvchi so, Bar berachanita Bar- says that they said exactly which svarim it was. Everyone knew which svarim he had lost. You know, it was his first printing of the shas. I uh, maybe there were there was an old svar- old svarim were stolen and now he's claiming a new one. Rav says, no, it was very, very specific. He said, these are, farm, th- these are the kalim of this guy that was stolen, and these were the things. Rav says, hold on, is this really Rav Shita? But when it comes to Baba Machteres, someone who's tunneled uh, into your house to steal stuff, so oh, is he allowed to kill him? Because he's, he'll be willing to kill you so as not to get busted. If that Baba Machteres, this thief, comes in, he steals stuff, and gets out alive, he doesn't have to return those items. Why? Rav says, because he stole it with his life. Now, if this Ganav himself would be Potter, now that he sells it to someone else, why would this buyer be chayev to return it? But Rav would say, look, it's different when Hezbollah Mechter is, because... That guy actually gave up his life to sneak in. Over here, we're talking about a case where the guy didn't give up his life. He didn't sacrifice his life. He was already, a guest in the house, according to one opinion, that uh, he had an excuse for being there. So he wasn't planning on killing anybody. He wasn't. No, no one had a right to kill him. But his target is responsible to return the item. So to the buyer is responsible to sell back the item. Now, Rova says... This is, this is also only another qualification about a Bala who would sell his stuff. But if you have a guy that never sells anything, then you have to return his stuff automatically, even without all these qualifications. I, maybe in a, in a case, case of desperation, he had Taka sold it. Ravashi says, yeah, but the fact that everyone knows that something was stolen from, from him outweighs that possibility. Next, the Gemara says, if someone steals something and then he sells it. Now we know, we find out who the Ganav was, but he had already sold it. Do we collect from the Ganav or the Lakeach? So Rav says in the name of Rabbi Chiyo, that the din goes to the first one, to the Ganav. He collects from the Ganav. Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Yanai. the din is with the Shani. that he collects from the buyer, the last person to have it. Now Rabbi Yoisev is the first four sheets to explain this. He says they're not arguing. Before the owner is Miyayish, he can collect from the second guy. It's still in his rishos, even after it's sold. But after he's Miyayish, he can only collect from the first guy who actually stole it from him. They both hold a of that he could collect from either one before he was Miyayish. So Abayi says, one second, they're not arguing. Matnus kahuna is considered lefnei yeush. And over there we have a machlick, as The Mishnah says someone orders uh, the insides of a cow, and included in that, he gets sold matnus kahuna. So he gives that to the kayen, and he doesn't get to detract that value from the, the inside of a cow, which he ordered. But if he ordered it by weight, then, when he gives it to Matnas Kahuna, to the Kayan, he detracts that from how much he has to pay the butcher. But Rav says, only when he took it himself. But if the butcher himself waited out, then he takes it up with the butcher. Now, this is all before Yish, Matnas Kahuna. And you see this still on Machlaikas, if you go with the with of a hero the butcher. So the Gemara answers, it means that you can even take it up with the butcher. Not only, but you could still keep it out, take it out with the second guy. I would think that with Madness Gohuno, you can't possibly have the din of gazelle, so You only be allowed to, to, to collect from the second, from the Shani, not from the original butcher, Kamash Melon. You could collect from either one. Now, Baez, the second Pshit, uh, Pshat, he says that the Taka are arguing. They're arguing. He would hold that they're arguing in Rev Chista. Whether before there's years you could collect from either one or not. Nerv Zvid has a third understanding. He says they're talking about where the Bailem were miyayish after the Goslin already sold it to the lakeah. But while the Ganav had, it, they weren't miyayish. The question is, they're arguing whether it makes a difference if the Shin has happened before or after Yish or not. They Papa has a fourth explanation. He says, the whole machlegas is in whether we make a takonas hashuk. We want people to buy things in the market. And if I can buy something and at any point, the original owner of this item will come to me and be like, oh, by the way, it was stolen. Give it back to me. And now I have to go track down a ganov and get him to pay me back for it. Then no one's going to ever buy anything in the market. So the Takanas HaShuk tells us that the original owner, when he finds the item which was stolen from him, he buys it off of this Lake and then he goes to find the Ganav himself to get paid back for it. That's Takanas HaShuk. Rav Mishmedrev says that the owner takes it out with the Ganav, the Rishoin they don't make a takon asashok. he says that they take it out with the buyer. He says that you do make a takon asashok. The Gemara says, "Hold on, Rav, Rav himself holds that we don't make a takon asashok." But Rav, Rav Huna was a Talmud of Rav, and there was a there was a, a bad guy, Khanan Bisha, who stole a coat. He sold it, and when they came to Rav Huna. He told the owner of the coat, okay, you pay back the guy who bought it from Hanan Bisha, a.k.a. do with the Sashuk, and then go to Hanan Bisha and get your money from him. This was Rav's Talmud. The Gemara answers, Rav definitely did not hold of the Sashuk, but over here with Hanan Bisha was different because you couldn't get money from Hanan Bisha. He was a really tough dude. And this innocent buyer didn't be left penniless. Bava also says that if this is a famous Ghaniv, we don't make a Takona Sashok. Aye, ah, Hanabisho is very famous and over here they did make a Takona He wasn't a famous Ghaniv, he was just a famous Roshah. We learned earlier they used to bang by people's ears. Next, the Gemara says that if someone steals and then he uses that money to pay back a loan or to pay off his credit... Over there, we don't make a takonasashuk. We don't pay back his creditors. We make the creditors go back to him to get their money back. Because we can say that their das wasn't on any specific item. And the rule is that if there's no specific item, an object in mind, then there's no takonasashuk. If they had taken a Mashkun worth 100, a 200 for a 100 loan, then we do do a takonasashuk because their item was on that mashgun. Their, their vision was on that specific object. If there was an unusual case where the mashkun was exactly the same worth, there's a machleikas. A member says, there's no tekan shok. A member just says, there is. If the thief sold this item for exactly the same value as the item, then we do a tekan sashok, because there's kavan on that object. If he got overpaid from it, worth a 100 and he got 200, so if Shesha says we don't do Takana Sashok Rava Ravah says that we do the question is whether we look at it as Matona the halach is we always do Takana Sashok with the exception of the kind of who pays back his loan or his credit. There's no, uh, uh, there's no specific object in mind. Now Avimi Bar-Nazi the father-in-law of Ravina he had lent someone for Zuz and this guy went and stole a coat gave it to his the father-in-law and borrowed another four zoos. At the end, we find out, oh my gosh, this guy stole it. The, the, the owner went to Ravina. It was he was a garlador, even though he's related. He took him up as the, the diet. And he said, what do I do? So he said, look, the four, the, 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 there were two sets of loans here. The first four zoos, this guy stole to pay back his loan. But we have Takana Sashuk on the second four. So you have to pay the four zuz to my father-in-law. And you get to take your coat for that. And then collect the four zoos from the actual thief. When Rev. Koyen heard this, he says, Hold on, maybe this coat wasn't like a mashkin on the second four zoos. Maybe he only trusted to give him another four zuz because he had given them the coat. The, four co- the, the, the coat was for the first four zoos. The same way he lent him the first four zoos without a mashka. And the second one was also, there was no mashkin on the second four zoos. Eventually the shaila rolled down Cherub And he said that we passed like Rav Koyin. That there was no takanas shook at all. There was another Maestro where there was an extra step. There was a, there was a thief in narsha He stole a safer and he sold it to someone in Papunoi. He sold, a he sold it for... Eighty zoos. and then Papunoy sold it to someone in, in, in Bar Muhuzah for hundred and twenty zuz. They found out who the original Ganav was, and Abaye said that the owner of the safer should pay the last guy, the Bar Muhuzoy, what it originally sold for, eight hundred zuz. That takes care of his Takona sashok; he could keep a safe, take a safer back, and then that Bar Mechuzoi should collect all the four hundred from the Papunoy. But Rava said, hold on, if someone buys from a Ganav, for him we have a Takanah but a Lekech, from a Lekech, also has takanas Sashok. Rava learns differently. He says that the owner of the safer goes to the Barim and he has to pay up full the, the $1,200, the highest sale, the amount that the last guy bought it for. He shouldn't have to. He's a an innocent consumer. He shouldn't have to slap around chasing down Ganavim. And then the original owner has to go to the Papunoi, and get 400 and another 800 from the Narsha In the next mission, we learn that if you have two guys walking on the street, one guy is carrying wine and the other one is carrying honey. And the honey is cracking and spilling. So the guy with the wine can spill out his wine to save the honey. Now, if he chooses to do that, he only gets paid for his work. He doesn't get paid for his wine unless he makes it tonight. Saying, oh, you know, if I do this, I want you to pay me for my wine. Similarly, if, if someone's animal is drowning, yeah, his donkey and his friend's donkey, his friend's donkey is worth twice as much as his. If he lets his donkey drown to save his friend's donkey, he only gets paid for, you know, a lifeguard's fee. But unless he makes it tonight. He says, look, I'll save your donkey, but you have to pay me for mine. In which case, the guy will be to pay him for his donkey. Why can't the guy who is spilling out his wine to save the honey keep all the honey? It was all Hefker, it was spilling out into the street. That if someone sees that his honey is, is cracking, he's not allowed to say, oh, that should be my true man, my mindset for all my stuff. Because it's already Hefker, it's already spilling out. If it has it been a Hefker, why can't the guy just keep it when he spills out his wine? This like Rubiermia explained, the case was where it was dripping out. It wasn't actually all over the floor, so it wasn't Hefker yet. So At that point, he can't just keep it for himself. Right, well, what is, what is making this tonight help? You have a brisa that says that if someone is coming home and he sees there are bandits heading his way and they know that they're going to take every penny he has. So he reaches into his wallet, he takes out all, all, all his coins and he says, I want this to be all my maeshris, my, my, my sosheni, for all my fruits and everything it should be challah on this money, which is about to be stolen. So he's, he shouldn't do that. If he does, the taka works. You see, it does work. The Gemara says, "Yeah, but that's only where he, he would be able to save his money. Aye, if he's allowed to save, it, if he's, if he's able to save it, then why can't he do this like Because he would only be able to save this money from these bandits. Al It's not so simple to get away from these uh, olden days, Greek bandits. I had another case. The guy has ten barrels of tevel, which is Tomei, and he says one of them is breaking. It's rolling over." He can say, Oh, that should be the uh chuma and meister for the other nine barrels. You know this one that's that's going to loss. With oil he shouldn't. Why? Because oil, even when it's tome, the coin can still use it for Kindle, he still had to burn it. But again, Rabbi Imria says that our cases where it's just spilling and it isn't actually spilled. It's still contained, it's just starting to pour out. So it's not Hefker. It's not worthless the other case was, uh, not that it broke, but it, it was left open. So now there could be poison in there. And the Gemara says, look, when, when, it, when it breaks, I hear. But when there's just poison, what are you going to use it for? You can't, you can't, even this oil, you can't use it to sprinkle, to let the dust settle. And Bryce says that if you have water that is uncovered, So there's potential poison in here. You know that important to this just a rabim. If someone has a cut in their foot, the poison could go into their foot. You can't mix cement with it. You can't settle down the dust in the house, smooth the floors. You can't feed it to your animal if they die at Baal Or if you eat it, you could could die eating their meat. You can't feed it to your friend's animal. what are you supposed to do with this? So the Gemara answers: You could do like uh, Nehemiah had this method of straining out the poison, so it still does have value. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.